Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, well, Jim, the Twin Cities chapter of the Baseball Writers Association of America, of which uh, you're a member, uh, voted on some Twins Awards uh, here in the last week. And, you know, it's interesting that Sonny Gray uh, was selected as not just the pitcher of the year for the Twins, but as the MVP of the team. Uh, obviously, more a, a lot of different things go into that from the Baseball Writers Association. Why do you think uh, that uh, Gray was selected? I really think it came down to, in my mind, as well as a lot of the voters, mm-hmm. uh, do you give it to the person who had the best season, the key pit player who had the best season, or do you give it to Royce Lewis for coming up and making such a difference and being so impactful mm-hmm. second half of the season? I just think the fact that Sonny Gray uh, was their best pitcher statistically over the course of the entire season at the top of the rotation I just think that won it for him. Uh, it's, you know, I think generally baseball writers favor position players over pitchers, but in this case, Sonny Gray was good for six months, and there were really no position players who were good and healthy for six months. It, and it shows that uh, you know wins and losses on a pitcher's record uh, aren't aren't what's looked at necessarily. I mean, he only had eight wins in the regular no. season, so it just isn't considered that much anymore. I mean, we've seen Cy Young winners with eleven or twelve wins in recent days too. Yes, and uh, I, I think that's a good development among baseball writers and, and intelligent fans is mm-hmm. recognizing that a pitcher can only control what they can control on the mound. They can't control fielding. They can't control behind them. They can't control uh, uh, runs scored while they're on the mound. And Sonny Gray, objectively, every pitching statistic you look up was their best pitcher. Uh, I think he was their best player this year. And he can't control the fact they didn't score runs for him. That has nothing to do with his performance. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a 5.3 war, or wins above replacement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that, that's a number that's paid attention to by baseball writers who are voting on these awards, isn't it? Yeah, it's not my favorite stat, but it's a good check-in stat, I would call it. Uh, So, you know, uh, Sonny's war was 5.3. No other player was above 3.3. So if you had any doubts about how his statistics played out, even as a starting pitcher only performance, you know, once every five, six days, it really kind of confirms what you, the it confirms the eye test. Yeah, that's right. And Carlos Correa, uh, winner of uh, some awards as well, five different awards in twenty two uh, and repeated in two and twenty three. The Jim Cott Award is the best defensive player, and the Bob Allison Award uh, for leadership. and And it's that second award uh, is a big part of the reason that the Twins were in pursuit of Correa, even while he was flirting with others. They were always right there saying, "Hey." We're here if you need us, weren't they? They really felt like he was vitally important to their clubhouse, to development of the young players. And one thing that Correa said, you know, before and after he resigned with the Twins was, you know, he studies the Twins farm system. He knows mm-hmm. who's coming up. One of the reasons he was intrigued by staying with the Twins, and listen, it was, it was a big mess. Uh, but, but one of the reasons he kept the Twins in mind, one of the reasons the Twins wanted him, this is a guy who thinks that the Twins are set up to win for a long period of time. Um, he knew who Ed, Ed, Eddie Julian was. He knew who he knows who Brooks Lee is. He thinks that they have just tons of assets, both uh, people who can help this team win and people who could be traded. He, he thinks like a general manager. Um, and it's easy to say that about a player. I think yeah. in Carlos's situation, he actually studies. He talks to the scouting directors. He talks to the scouts. He talk, sits and talks to Rocco about you know, what, who should be playing where. And, and 
Carlos is a classy guy. He mm-hmm. he knows a way to do it without being kind of the, the clubhouse lawyer or the, the goody two-shoes mm-hmm. uh, teacher's pet. He just is really invested in everything that goes on through the organization. And then uh, Royce Lewis, obviously the rookie of the year, breaking a stretch of uh, three straight pitchers for the Twins that were named that. So with Royce Lewis, he's the obvious choice for the Twins rookie of the year. Uh, who are the other rookies that uh, probably fall, fell right in line behind him, do you think? Yeah, Royce is the easy choice, but Julianne was made a big impact mm-hmm. as a, a young hitter. A tremendous approach, tremendous power, great future. He's going to have to improve defensively, but man, he can... He already takes great – he takes the kind of at-bats you see the great teams in the playoffs take, where he's going to grind you down, he's going to take pitches, you get in the middle of the play, he's going to hit it over the fence or to the fence, uh, he's going to draw walks, uh, he's going to – he just – he is that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Walner, I think – Walner is a really talented guy. Uh, I love what he brought this year. I do think it's going to be interesting. Julian's approach – is locked in, it's going to work in the major leagues. Walner, the way he dives out over the plate, the fact that he slumped a little bit toward the end, I think he's going to be a, a more of a monitor, make sure that his style is going to work in the big leagues. But he had a really good rookie year. Yeah, that's for sure. Ryan Jeffers, uh, most improved, not a surprise there. Yeah. Uh, and and I mentioned this before, like I, I remember asking you, why would they sign Vasquez when they had, uh, you know, Ryan Jeffers? And you said, well, we don't know that Jeffers suddenly bursts upon the scene if he wasn't motivated to do so by the Twins buying a free agent in front of him. Yeah, he had been, he had been mildly disappointing as a major league offensive player until this year. Mm-hmm. They always thought he had it in him. But the fact that he didn't prove it last year when he kind of had a chance to take over the catching reins mm-hmm. kind of was a red flag for them. So they went out and got Vasquez thinking that at the very least he was going to be very good defensively and a very good good alternate catcher. Um, he started off the year as the starter. Jeffers took the job away from him, but Jeffers had to prove it. Uh, they, they were tired of handing Jeffers at bats. He had to prove that he was worth more at bats, and he did to his yeah. credit. And he also improved defensively. So, uh, you know, we're talking to Rocco at the end of the year. He's like, you know, there just aren't many teams where one guy does all the catching and stays healthy and stays productive. He said, I love having two catchers um, who can alternate. It gives you injury insurance. Uh, Jeffers won the bulk of the at-bats down the stretch, but, you know, he's got to continue proving it. You're not actually going to handle those at-bats. And also, Twins actually have some pretty decent catching depth. Uh, which also makes them feel pretty good that they're going to have good catchers lined up no matter what happens here. Yeah. Pablo Lopez wins the Mike Augustine uh, Media Good Guy Award. That was a pretty easy choice, too, wasn't it? What an intelligent guy. Is he giving language lessons in the clubhouse sometimes? He's just, yeah, I mean, he speaks excellent English. Um, He could teach some American sports writers how to speak English. Um, He's just a really classy guy and he's a classy guy win or lose however things are going he's just a really classy guy royce lewis might win it for the next 20 years um he's another incredible i mean pablo lopez is incredibly classy and pleasant royce lewis is like the best guy i've ever talked to uh, <laughs> so royce might be winning this for a number of years to come yeah it's great and, and, and carlos and carlos correa handles his responsibility as well i found it really interesting this year that when Carlos wasn't performing well, he backed away from doing a lot of media because he didn't want to, he didn't want to be the team spokesman when he wasn't performing, which I thought was an interesting view of the way he sees things. Yeah, that's for sure. Brooks Lee named the minor league player of the year, and uh, he's going to be pushing for the twins to make some hard decisions this off season. 
he is, uh, and, and the good thing he won it this year because I think Jenkins is going to win it the next two or three years until he gets to the big leagues. Uh, Jenkins is incredible. Yeah. Um, Emma Rodriguez is also a great prospect. They also had a guy in high in, in Cedar Rapids. I'm blanking on his name who had a great offensive season. Uh, but Jenkins is going to be the guy to watch. He might be there. He's the number one prospect. Brooks Lee is on the cusp. But I would say for a team that isn't in develop mode, they're in win now mode. Mm-hmm. Brooks Lee's got to either beat some. He's got to beat somebody out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're going to bring Polanco back. Mm-hmm. They're going to have Royce Lewis, Correa, Polanco, Julian, and Brooks Lee's got to. He's going to have to prove that he's really ready. They're not just going to hand him at bat because he's promising. He's going to have to prove he's really ready. And I'm not sure he's done that yet. He's he's. Did very well at Double A. He did okay at Triple A, but I don't think he's knocking down the door yet. Yeah, uh, let's talk Vikings a little bit. They come up on uh, Monday night of next week. Uh, have you heard anything on the Forty uh, ers injury situations with McCaffrey and Debo Samuel? Honestly, we've we've kind of heard different things on different days. Okay, uh, they're saying that McCaffrey is more promising than they expected, mm-hmm. and they, they're giving him a chance to play. Trent Williams are calling day to day. Debo Samuel's are calling day to day. So. All these guys theoretically are trending toward playing or being game-time decisions on Monday. Here's my view of it. I think they'd be crazy to play McCaffrey. Oblique, you know, one hit, you could pop it. He's a vital part of their offense. You know, if I were them, I would not play McCaffrey on Monday. Uh, Trent Williams, I don't have as good a feel for – he was wearing a walking boot after their last game. I don't have a feel for how he's trending. Debo Samuel has been playing hurt all year. If I'm them, I don't play him in this game either. I would rest them and try to give them a little break here because they're so important to what they have going forward. And Honestly, for the 49ers, you can kind of afford to lose a game. Yeah. How did Cleveland shut down the 49ers' offense? They had scored 30 points or more eight games in a row until last week. And can the Vikings uh, take something from that and implement it? And- yeah, a number of things went on there. Um, number one, the Browns do have tremendous defensive talent and a great defensive coordinator. Uh, number two, Samuel and McCaffrey both went out with injuries during the game, which altered their 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 whole game plan and made it easier to play against them. Uh, then, then the Browns secondary, which is very good, really just concentrated on IU above all else. And then Purdy, who's been phenomenal combination of playing good defense without McCaffrey and Debo he did not play that well mm. this is the first time we've really seen him not play that well so listen Flores is an excellent defense coordinator um they're going to move out to Davenport they need to get Caleb Evans back for this game but I think it's going to be a very interesting test can Flores with his without Davenport <laughs> Can he free up Daniil Hunter enough? Can he blitz from different places enough to make Purdy look like a young quarterback like the Browns did uh, without quite as much defensive talent as the Browns? That's going to be probably the key to the game. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.